So, welcome back to the Besides Your Own podcast. We have Alistair Sutty, who's a uh, fighting uh, in the by-election for a uh, Alistair Hunter's uh, job. That's correct. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to pass to Craig, being the smartest uh, part <laughs> of this team. So I'm going to pass on to you, man. Now everybody expects something. <laughs> yep. That's just... you knew Alistair, didn't you? Was it? I knew him. I used to work with him at the uh, slightly at a Buckingham Theatre when he was yeah. there. Is he still there? He was doing the kinetic. Well, he, he, thing. he was obviously. He's not now. He's in Australia. Oh yeah, he's a wee now. Aye, 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 <laughs> he's in Australia, but yeah, he he was there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a lot of good work, I think. Uh, so I, I, I knew uh, Ali through that. So yeah, that was yeah. pretty, that's my basic knowledge of Ali. So <laughs> basically, yeah, that that was his area. Youth theatre, uh, youth education. Uh, so mm-hmm. he uh, he did a lot with that. Very good job he did as well. Definitely, definitely. But he's away now. He's he is away, away. Aye, absolutely. Yeah. He's making everyone jealous with his uh, Facebook posts and his uh, Marvies and swimming before the uh, in the pool before. He's got like go Hawaiian shorts and a terrible shirt and stuff well, like that. He's like that anyway. Yeah. He's like that before <laughs> we left. You know, he, uh, he's going to be really. He's doing a lot of cycling. He does. I don't know if he picked up on that before mm. he, he left. He, he got into cycling, so he's been doing these uh, long runs in the. 38 degrees heat and, and uh, high humidity, which uh, he's, he's, he'll take a while to get used to, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But imagine, he's enjoying it. He seems to be enjoying it. Can you imagine how bitter people are going to be at Christmas <laughs> when he's sitting at the pool in Christmas? Just always remember, though, he's in Australia, there's spiders here. Aye, that, that's Absolutely. mental. So, <laughs> we're fine here. We've got the spiders. Have you seen the huntsman nice. spider? Ah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's ridiculous. There's no need for that. Just absolutely worrisome, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, he's not even got to Christmas and he's making folk bitter, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling him he should be out here, you know, pounding the streets of uh, Kenway, uh, working for me, never mind uh, sun <laughs> in, the, in the sun. No, but good luck to him. I, uh, I hope his, his family, his family seem to be liking it and uh, I hope they do well. Excellent. Quality. Right, well, eh... Uh, I suppose you'll start off with an intro to yourself. Yeah, uh, Alistair Sutty, born and bred in Windigates. Uh, I was there for, I've stayed, stayed in Windigates between 20 and 30 years, maybe 35 years in total. I was away uh, to Edinburgh to work for a, a wee while, but my mum and uh, my sister were still in Windigates, so I was back virtually every weekend. So, yeah, uh, Windigates was a great place to, to uh, grow up in uh, you go back uh, before the, the days of the, the bypass uh, mm. we used to have this fantastic uh, play area down the back of the park uh, you guys are probably too young to remember it but uh, <laughs> it was called be- between the park and the distillery there was this play area called the, tr- the trenches and right. it was great for, for young guys you know playing Commandos or cowboys and things, whatever, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. But it was a good, good time growing up with a good bunch of guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I went away to Edinburgh to work, and uh, while I was in Edinburgh, I met my now wife, uh, who uh, comes from uh, Methil, Methil Hill. Uh, so we we got married in 1990. Okay, I moved back here. And so I've been there ever since. We we stayed in Buckingham a while, or Buckingham as we we know <laughs> it, of course. Uh, and then um, we moved back up to to Windigates for uh, ten, eleven years. So and then just moved moved out to leaving about six years ago. So uh, like I say, born and bred in, in Windigates. I uh, we started as far as community involvement's concerned. I. Uh, we started Windigates Community Council back in the late 70s, I think it was, myself and mm-hmm. David Alexander uh, got involved in a few local issues, things like, uh, at that time it was uh, rights away, folk were, uh, it was just kind of when uh, a few building sites were going up, uh, right. <coughs> Cameron Crescent and Windigates, and folk were getting worried that the, the paths that they'd walked with their dogs or, or even just, you know, for leisure were starting to get encroached on. Uh, so there was a big thing about rights away at that time. So so that was good. Uh, moving on from there, uh, I got involved uh, in the 90s with Cameron Hospital. By that time, my mum was uh, up there kind of permanently 
but uh, there was a, a, about a threat to the hospital and that you know, Fife Health Board were looking at savings. Uh, there had already been uh, two or three of the wards uh, closed, sitting mothballed, uh, so there was a real threat that the whole place would close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got together with uh, some of the staff, some of the relatives that had folk in there, and we started Callan Support Group. Kicked it off with a petition, a usual thing, going round doors, uh, standing leaving the high street. I remember it was bitter, bitter cold. It must, must have been the winter. Mind you, it doesn't have to be the winter to be no. uh, <laughs> cold on leaving high street, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, we we did the the petition thing, and we went and spoke with the uh, uh, Fife Health Board and the managers there, and not just weren't just saying you know you've got to keep this open, it's vital, it's kept open. We were, we went with a, a plan to reopen some of the wards, make them uh, introduce a rehab ward, things like that. Uh, so use the space, and and uh, we. Basically, we won. The, the, the hospital was still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two rewards at least have been reopened, uh, one of which is a, a, a rehab ward. Uh, so I'm delighted at my part in that, and uh, I think we're pretty influential in doing that. Uh, coming right up to date, uh, the last four years, I've been chairman of Leaving Community Council uh, and got involved in a few of the things that Big thing being, we had a, a put a new memorial in to a, a memorial the gardens down at prom a, for the Polish forces. A, there was a small memorial there already. A, we got managed to get a, I don't know if you know David Mach. He's a, a local artist, kind of international renowned artist. A, mm. Uh, we got him involved. He, he, his family was Polish. His dad, dad was Polish. Had right. served in the in the paratroopers, uh, which, which was the, the regiment that got trained along at Largo House. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was keen to come on board. Uh, he did <coughs> obviously charge for his work, but he, he came up with this nice uh, plaque, which was set in a, a huge stone. It looks really nice. Uh, so that was that was a big, quite a big project. I, I was pretty pleasing that we we got most of the money from uh, the common good fund uh, which leaving has uh, and the five council helped as well so it was good and we had a couple of days we actually had uh, the command uh, the major general Sosabowski who was uh, the his great grands, uh, grandson is uh, a scientist down in South England, lives in London, I think he works at Brighton University. Mm. We got him up, he does lectures on, on what his great granddad did and, and the whole Polish forces thing uh, within the UK. And some some great stories. So we had him on the Saturday and then on the Sunday was the uh, unveiling of the, the monument. It was a, a fantastic uh, day. Uh, if you go online and go on YouTube, you, you'll find it on, on YouTube if you look for... A Polish memorial leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great day that we had. So that that was big project. And then we started Promfest. Uh, we've had that a couple of years with various varying degrees of success. But uh, what we like to do is to try and generate interest in the community, mm-hmm. uh, get the community involved. Uh, it is a struggle. It's a struggle getting folk on the community council. Kind of see, see the same faces all the time but uh, nevertheless they're keen we work closely with Leaving Environment Group who do all the hanging baskets uh, do a lot of litter pickups, tidy ups uh, mm. tidy up the area litter is a big bugbear of mine that it really is the kind of almost epidemic proportions uh, there's, there's almost no point to litter as well, well there's no need for it no there isn't. <laughs> there's no need no. No. I thought that annoys me as well. Steve. Yeah, I, I mean, I annoys me coming home. I work a night shift at the moment, and driving home uh, from Dunfermline, I can follow a trail from uh, <laughs> the McDonald's in the retail. But nothing against it. It's not McDonald's fault. It's the customers. Oh, it's the customers, right? McDonald's in the retail park. I can follow the trail all the way home. Mm-hmm. Now, folk think flaying uh, the rubbish out the out the window, out the car windows. It's, it's so annoying. The, the, we, we can do these litter pickups. 
next day, two days later, it's, it's back, bad as well. See, no. that's laziness. But what I hate is seeing a smashed bottle somewhere. Because that, oh, that really shows does. intent well, to cause damage. To cause damage. Which is mm-hmm. totally pointless. Yeah. And it's not as if you can go with a litter picker mm-hmm. and pick up a glass ball. That requires yeah. some sort of safety. Yeah. It absolutely. requires a shovel, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's, it's pointless and it's damaging and it costs mm-hmm. extra money. Yeah. For mm-hmm. no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh, my kind of community involvement on a personal level. I've uh, worked virtually all my career and, and until the last uh, year or so uh, in IT. I'm a software tester, so uh, mm-hmm. folk change their systems. I go along and make sure the, the changes work. Folk write a new system. I go along and make sure that it does what they, they, they want it to do. What, uh, what, what kind of software is this that you're working with? That you're doing uh, I'd say it's mostly commercial, although I have uh, had uh, worked on things like uh, an army recruitment drive, which was mm. is, I think it will be in the future, on uh, on all platforms, on uh, web-based and uh, Android-based, uh, phone-based uh, systems. Right. So basically, uh, folk can go in and... and scroll through the army careers stuff when right. uh, the company I was working with doing that uh, they do things like, they call it gamification which basically is putting real life situations and uh, using uh, CGI graphics mm-hmm. to portray different situations so they do a lot of work with uh, Scottish Fire Service <coughs> so they can uh, what I can do is it showed uh, the the training firemen and whatever various situations that that, that might occur, uh, mm-hmm. what might happen if if they do take one action and what might happen if they take another action that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's used across the board. Mainly, my career has been in banks and uh, financial industry, uh, but uh, and the other big the other couple of government things I've done is. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, HMRC, the, the uh, online tax returns and MOD, the, the logistics stuff, mm-hmm. all very... So nothing dumb. that people would like you for. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, so, yeah, as long as yeah, absolutely. A uh, couple of financial things, I suppose, mortgage applications, I've worked on that, that kind of thing uh, for uh, various banks, but uh, yeah... N- Nothing too too public facing and uh, they would actually <laughs> enjoy doing, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I was working permanently and then I went back contract and unfortunately contracts are kind of drawn up, uh, dried up a wee bit, and I'm working at Amazon now. Oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, absolutely. A friend, a friend of yours is really hatred of Amazon. <laughs> he cannot stand Amazon. Mm. But uh, they're shared by quite a few people as well, Aye. to be fair. Yeah. Including the people that work there. <laughs> How was it up there? They put out, they put out a, a, an advert sort of like um, talking about the kind of workforce and mm-hmm. making everybody was quite happy in this advert, as they usually are for Is that big, true or is that true? Is, is it terrible? Uh, no, what it's, you're not, it's <laughs> not terrible. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I've been glad it worked put it that way. They're like every other. Employers, they want you. They want a pound of flesh. Yeah, it can mm. be very hard work. Just now, it's you're, you're run off your feet. Just now, Christmas Eye. It's the, the, there are other times when it, it's not so busy. A, it's all target driven. You know mm. your your work, and it it could be on a day to day basis. There, there. They say they're coaching you. You know, uh, and 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 try to encourage you, and and that is in the main generally mm-hmm. if you've not got the right mindset I can see that folk would take offence to it and, and kind of crack under the strain if you like yeah. it is what it is it's, it's a, a high volume a high a high workflow place to work that's kind of what you expect when you're going in as well anybody that goes yeah. in thinking they're going to have like a nice wee time yeah. a wee coffee sitting beside their, <laughs> beside their wee stage no, a lot of the issue people have with them is the pay Aye. The fact well, that they're asking for yeah. this hard pay and they're paying wages that are forcing people to go on tax credits at the same time. Mm. 
and then yeah. I mean uh, there's, they're not the only also ones. the fact they didn't pay for the building is also a big mm. a I big know that is a, a, yeah it's uh, annoying and, and, and don't, not, pay not, their <laughs> don't pay their taxes they're not got, <laughs> well, I can understand why people hate them to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. It, uh, the thing is needs worst uh, you know uh, I, I'd rather do that than go and go through the benefits uh, system and and uh, Look at looking at the sanctions. You know, we've all heard the horror stories about the sanctions that are yep. uh, imposed on folk because they can't turn up. It's pretty degrading. Have, you ever, be, have you ever been? No, unemployed? well, no, not for a long time. No, mm. not in, not under this current uh, system. Certainly, my mum went in once. She wasn't even unemployed at this point. Uh, she went in to check something. She was just sitting there. She was going to ask a question, yeah. and the look she was getting for the people working at the. The job centre were ridiculous. There was no need for it. You just seem to be nothing to them. Yeah, you're uh. just dirt on the bottom of their shoe, and they didn't care. And that's the DWP is supposed to be one of the best parts about a civilized society is that if you lose your job, you've got a safety net. And they've ruined it by treating people like shit. Well, that's it. There's absolutely no excuse for treating people badly. There really isn't, uh, for whatever reason. And you know. These the DWP uh, employee employees should realise that you know the vast majority of folk going through the system want to work. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Mm. The, the, yes, you'll always get chancers, but the vast majority of folk would want some sort of work, and and they should be treated with, with respect. Absolutely. Mm. The the, so. the older people that were there, I was in a. A twelve-week program with a guy that I think he was in his fifties, late fifties, and he was saying that every time he went to an interview, he was dismissed as soon as he got to the interview. People just didn't seem to want yeah. people with that age. Well, that's that's one of one of the reasons I think I've uh, been not not picking up some IT work. I know that for a fact <laughs> uh, that you know my age is a problem when they see me. I think oh. Right. Do they just think oh, he doesn't he doesn't care what he's talking about, sort of thing? He's well, not going to care. I think they're expecting some young dude, you know. Oh, yeah, right. But not too young either. Well, if you're like 20, 21, they think you're immature. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, struggling yeah. there as well. Everybody's got their ideal candidates, I guess. But uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's a problem. But there you go. You've just got to get on with it. So uh, you've been. Uh, how long have you been in the SNP? Have you been a member? In the SNP, <laughs> since I was 18. I joined right. up when I was 18. Uh, Probably started believing in it quite before. I can, I can remember back to the uh, Hamilton by-election, which uh, Winnie Ewing won, which was uh, a big breakthrough point for the SFP. That was in 68 or 69, uh, so I'd be about 12 or 13. So a bit sad, really, thinking about politics at that, that age, but never mind. That's uh, admirable, admirable think, to some, though. That's I was thinking about conspiracy theories at 13, so that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's not get in there. The lizards and Westminster. Yeah, so I think basically as soon as I realised Scotland was actually a different country, Mm. I started questioning, well, why why is the government doing London? Why why are we uh, taking our our orders from from London? And I've Mm. just never changed that view. I I do not understand why one country would let another country make its decisions for them. Uh, yeah, it's uh, an argument we've seen for independence now mm-hmm. is that Scotland votes uh, generally has a more active voter base that's more to the left. Yeah, was that true in the sixties? Because I think that was more sort of. I, I, I would social... say it's always true. Yeah, probably from the sixties. I think uh, if you go back to the fifties, that was the last time in the UK. That the Tories actually got the majority of the vote in a, I think it was a 56 election, something like that. Oh, Mid 50s, mm-hmm. there was actually quite a substantial Tory vote. Since the 60s, I think uh, the Harold Wilson government uh, kind of changed things a wee bit. There, it seemed to bring, this is just from memory, this is not. Yeah, I've got none of this. I've got none of this information fact, in my but, head. Uh, there was a, I remember the kind of a wee bit of a boost, a wee bit a feel-good factor when Harold Wilson got because everybody thought he was going to change everything. As time went on, you know, we see what's happened. Various 
all Westminster governments have, have treated us the same, basically. You know, we, we, we get the scraps. But, you know, I think then come Thatcher in, in the 80s, uh, that was that was the end of uh, uh, the Tories for for good, definitely, and uh, their their vote just went down from that. Yeah, I think uh, traditionally, uh, obviously, the uh, Labour vote was uh, backed by the unions. Unions were very strong in Scotland with the steel workers and the mine workers, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I guess started to get eroded when new, those industries went. Uh, were stripped for Scotland basically by the Thatcher government. Uh, so, as a yes, I think they have always been uh, more left wing. Not always and forever. I think if you go further back, they pro- possibly uh, find some some uh, Tory uh, supporters uh, further back. They think they have a, a revival just now, yeah, but we'll see. Uh, I've had this debate with a few people talking about the Tories. And I need to, uh, it's becoming tiresome to explain <laughs> that when Labour lose so many people, a lot of people in Labour aren't actually as left wing as you think they are. No. They need to go somewhere. Yeah. And because the SNP don't have a monopoly on mm. political voters, they're going to go somewhere else. And it, it appears that they're not going to the Lib- Liberal Democrats. So they've got Tories, and that's yeah. pretty much yeah. where they go. The Greens got an extra four MSPs, I think. They did, yeah. Because of the list system, I, I, the, uh, they did well to, to get the, the extra uh, MSPs. So, uh, the list system works for, for minor parties like the Greens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see an alternative voice, ah. as long as that voice is, is, is doing the right thing for Scotland. Uh, that's, that's the thing. So, so it's not as if the Tories are just railroading their way into Scottish politics? No. Like... Uh, it's, it's a fair... You, you, you'd expect the second biggest party after Labour to be the opposition after Labour dies. That's pretty much what I would expect anyway. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure why people are so upset about this. <laughs> no. Not to worry. So you, you've never... You've been involved in community councils. Have you ever uh, been a candidate for being I've a councillor? I've been a candidate, or uh, uh, I think, three times. Uh, a student in 2012, last... Uh, local council elections that was uh, when we tried you know we decided locally to try for three uh, councillors and you know this, this ward has four councillors mm-hmm. uh, we tried to get three uh, in hindsight it was probably a wrong decision uh, certainly a wrong decision for me because <laughs> I was first uh, out on the first count uh, to to uh, so we d- we didn't get our tactics right that that way. Uh, further back in the early nineties, I was a candidate a couple of times, old uh, district council, uh, and it was kind of more or less just filling a space where we were struggling to get a candidate. <laughs> uh, I stood against uh, the then Lord Provost Bert Guff. I don't know if you remember Bert from uh, he was doing Buckhaven. Uh, he was a, a local character, Labour. Uh, Lord Provost, so I didn't really have much uh, chance. I guess David Alexander gave us a pretty much similar story. Yeah, yeah. that he stood a couple of times as a, I think it was an MP. I think he stood for yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. And he, he was like, "That's just, it's just because we needed a candidate. I wasn't well, expecting that, to win." Some, you know, <laughs> sometimes you have to do what, what you've got to do, and, and it's better to, to have someone up uh, than than no. Uh, uh, it's been a long haul, you know. With SNP, we've we've. Uh, you know, but we, we've seen gradual improvement, I think, and I think that that's a good thing. What's happened with the Scottish Parliament? Uh, obviously, we had Liberal and Labour uh, uh, coalitions the first uh, couple of parliaments, uh, but people began to get a bit of confidence in, in the SNP. Uh, could see that even in opposition, they were they were providing uh, doing good work. And then they uh, voted us in in 2007, albeit in a, in a coalition. But then in uh, 2011, we we won the majority, which shouldn't have, shouldn't have happened because of the system. Uh, so we're back to a, a minority a government now, and I think uh, the gradual improvement has, you know, culminated in 53 MPs at Westminster. 
mm-hmm. and another uh, victory at uh, the Scottish Parliament. It's all about confidence. I knew once uh, the Scottish people could see that we could make the big decisions, you know, we, you know, way back a long time ago, we would be dismissed because we weren't on the big stage. We could never make the breakthrough at Westminster. Mm-hmm. But once uh, Holyrood came along, people seen, saw that we could actually uh, operate as a, 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 a national party, if you like, uh, and that we could make effective uh, decisions. So uh, it's good. I, I can only see it improving. I can only see That's it. one thing that's hard for me to imagine is the SNP being quite a small party. Because I, I remember just getting involved in politics <coughs> due to the referendum. That yeah. was the first time yeah. I even uh-huh. took a... Took a uh, yeah, that was your first step away from the Illuminati. Basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, basically. But um, just to imagine the SNP, is it like how small were you at that time? Like, we were it... very small. Listen, I, I've been to uh, some of our branch meetings where there was uh, three men and a dog. And to oh, be honest, the, you've the, been to them. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, the dog wasn't that keen to be there. That's it's a problem, <laughs> you know. But uh, now we're, we've got this uh, big membership over a hundred thousand. Uh, that's that's not the un- second biggest. It is the second biggest in the UK. UK. Yeah. Oh, unprecedented, easy. really. Uh, so, uh, it's testament to we must be getting our message across. Mm-hmm. We must be. I think a lot of that was a luck from the independence referendum as well. Well, I don't think it was luck. I think it was hard work. I think it was luck as well. Well, because <laughs> the independence referendum was a tough sell, and yeah, a lot of the sell yeah. from that. Uh, wasn't only the SNP. There was a lot of people that were independent or for other political parties that were pushing for the independence referendum who then went on to say yeah. to vote for the SNP. Right. So I think a lot of people... Uh, well, I'm not dismissing the SNP. No, no, the SNP no. done well, but I think that a lot of... Not most of it, by any means, but some of it was luck as well. Aye. I think uh, the luck factor has been dismissed a wee bit. And it's not to bring the SNP down, mm. but it's just to acknowledge that there were other political parties in yeah. play during the independence referendum, which I think are forgotten about a wee bit. Because mm. even even now, some people uh, think the SNP were the only people that fought for independence, which is just it's well, slightly well, that true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's slightly offensive to be honest for right, other yeah, political yeah. parties. I, so I don't, I don't know where I was going <laughs> with this. I but, <laughs> uh, uh, aye, the SNP, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you were going into this one. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't been an MSP. You've no tried to be. I've not not beyond council. No, I haven't tried. Uh, Is that purposely because you don't want to be an MSP? Because uh, you I think it's a big step. Uh, possibly, I during during the you know, from sort of the end of. Uh, 1990s to for about 10 years I was working away a lot eh? uh, I was down south for uh, in total about 5 years, 2 separate spells working in Edinburgh working in Glasgow and it did kind of disrupt my uh, political activity I would just kind of dip in and out of campaigns stuff like that uh, yeah I, I I would say I've kind of got a wee bit of regret that I didn't push myself uh, Further, uh, but there you go. You know, life's moved on now. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen, especially when you see all the, the representation we've got now, the elected representatives, uh, some of them just been in the party a short period of time. But that's life, you know, that is mm. kind of my decision uh, not to do it really. Uh, I, I, maybe I didn't have enough confidence in my abilities at, at that time. Uh, maybe I see this as more my level. I'm, I'm happier on a local level. Uh, it's a big, big uh, step up to put yourself yeah, on yeah. A, on the national uh, level. That's for sure. I, I think confidence is a really worrying aspect in politics because <laughs> the people that don't have confidence don't stand. Yeah, and then you get people like David Coburn who are quite happy to stand at any point. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> don't mind at all. No. I talk about him in every podcast we do. Uh, it's because you love him so much, dude. Uh, yeah, the, the, the good old Coburn. He's a bumbling. <laughs> oh. uh, just, uh, uh, it's amazing to me that he's 
there. Nah. <laughs> he's Mr. Blobby. That's all he is. He's just bumbling about. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny, you know, like I say, I've always been active with an SMP and, and especially so back in the 80s and 80s. Sorry, I'm playing one of the thing, one of the jobs that one of the responsibilities I had was uh, vetting candidates, right. uh, mostly for the, for council, and I, I've actually vetted some some of the guys that are now got prominent positions in, in the, the Scottish government. So <laughs> yes, I, I do look back sometimes. I thought, oh, yeah, I, was, re- I was deciding whether whether <laughs> they could stand as as then as, as councillors, you mm. know, and maybe I should have pushed myself back. But you know, Does that I, include Pierre Grant. Uh, I have interviewed Peter, but Peter wasn't <laughs> a, a problem. No, uh, it's actually uh, a couple of couple of guys. Uh, uh, did we, we did uh, a swap, so uh, Central Region did vetted our candidates, and we vetted Central Region. And two of the the folk from Central Region are now uh, ministers: Keith Brown and Angela Constance. Uh, so I interviewed both of them for uh, when they were wanting to be councillors. But uh, you know. So when I'm you're not, going to be a councillor, do you get interviewed? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and by, by, actually, by the SM, SM within the SMP, to, to be a candidate. Right, right, yes, that makes yes. sense. I, I got yeah, totally... Yeah. Uh, and it's actually just got a, a lot tougher. Is it? <laughs> yeah, because it just... Well, you became a much bigger party now. There's going to be became a much bigger party, but it's a huge job. If you think, on, in, come next May, at the, big ele- at the council, full council elections... There'll be nine hundred to a thousand candidates. So all these folk have got to be just in this. No, in, no, no, in, in Scotland. Scotland. Oh, in Scotland. Aye, yeah, in oh, Scotland. But uh, <laughs> when, for this uh, by-election, I had to do a telephone interview with because uh, the timescale was a bit short. I should have went in headquarters, but timescale was really uh, pushed. Uh, so I did a, an interview with, with three different folk on a, a, a conference call. Uh, that lasted about 40 minutes, eh? so it was, uh, I mean, I've been through, I've been to the headquarters one before in 2012, uh, uh, so we're, we're setting up these procedures and, and trying to be a, a wee bit more rigorous, mm-hmm. uh, as you should do, as, you know, folk are going to be in the public eye representing you as a party, so you, you know, we've been caught out, you know, in, uh, in the past, and we just need to be a bit more rigorous and, and, mm. and the, the parties are parties taking steps to do that so <clears throat> I lost my train of thought earlier okay yeah and I've I've got it back a wee bit okay but it's not really you, you're you're a candidate for council you're not really you're not talking about big national issues you're talking about more local issues more local issues but yeah. this was just th- something I wanted to bring up so if you're yeah. happy to discuss it I'll have okay, to bring it up yeah. right so Brexit was yeah. was a thing that happened. Uh, what what do you think of the campaign that the SNP had for Brexit? The, I think I mean for over twenty years, uh, the SNP policy has been an in, independent Scotland within Europe. We've always wanted to be part of Europe, and that's never been hidden. That's that's been we've campaigned on it, and uh, every elections since uh, the mid-90s. So that is always our position. So our position was to remain, obviously. And uh, the actual campaign that that we ran was... Well, we we weren't involved in the... or directly in the the Remain campaign. It was going to run from Westminster. Uh, Did we do enough? Campaign. It was difficult because we just come out of yeah, uh, yeah. Scottish yeah. government uh, election, so you know uh, activist fatigue steps in. So I'd, I'm not sure uh, if our any our campaign had it been different, we would have got any different result. Uh, you know, it was fairly conclusive, sixty-two to thirty-eight in in favour of Remain. Uh, so I. I Doubt we could have done much more to, to boost the, that figure. Yeah. Uh, going forward, uh, like Nicholas said, I've got a lot of this on the doorstep. Uh, it is an issue that folk uh, support independence, but they don't. Support, they want to do Europe. 
is a yeah, that's there is the, a there's a, a compound. I know, I know there there's, there is a kind of dichotomy there, but uh, we we we've always been clear what we wanted. Yeah, Nicholas Nicholas Sturgeon was first minister for Scotland, and Scotland voted sixty two thirty eight to to remain. So she has got to represent the majority of that vote, and and I have to say the. The vote looks like it was cross-party. I don't see any significant trends that the vote was hugely mm. the Tories that voted in or out, or hugely Labour that voted in or out, or, or us, mm-hmm. uh, or the SNP. So I think the, that vote was across party lines. Yeah. And But Nicola is first man for, for Scotland. She's got to represent the majority interest in Scotland. She's got to try and get the best deal for Scotland. Because nobody else is going to going to do it. I know folk are getting annoyed, saying, "Oh, we voted out, so just leave it at that." You know, it's not in our nature just to to leave things. We've got to try and get the best deal possible mm-hmm. for Scotland, whatever that is, uh, and however po- we will be out. There, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing going to stop that now, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> we, we will be out. We voted to the UK voted to go out, so we will be out. So here's the reason I brought up luck. Yeah. Uh, the SNP, uh, or at least I, I don't want to speak for all of the SNP because I only follow a few select yeah. people, but the MPs and MSPs and a couple of the councillors that I follow mm. uh, specifically said to vote out of the to vote to stay in the EU yeah. in order to achieve Scottish independence. Now I found that to be pretty risky. And I have uh, said well done to the SNP on how well that went for the SNP. Uh, people think I'm being smug and sarcastic when I say uh, that. I but totally thought you would be sarcastic. I was genuinely saying it was well played by the SNP. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was planned to be well played, but it worked out very, very well for them. Mm-hmm. Do you? D- does the SNP see the resentment in England uh, for the SNP in Scotland now? I can definitely see the resentment, yeah. We, do you reckon that was part of the plan in order to let us help along with the independence? It, I don't think it was part of the plan. You know, the English people will think whatever the English people want to, to think, really. Uh, we're not going to play on that resentment, that's for sure. Uh, but always, always, we try and get the, the best deal for Scotland uh, <clears throat> purely within the SNP as far as independence goes that we think uh, Scotland would be better off within Europe uh, as an independent Scotland. Our own voice at the top table, like Ireland, like all the small countries uh, around, uh, and that way we can get the best deal for Scotland. There's nobody going to tell me that our Scottish farmers have got the best deal. There's nobody going to tell me that the Scottish fishermen have got the best deal. I mean, they, they, the Scottish fishermen uh, are... Lo- you know, lay the blame fairly and squarely at their demise at EU's door. Mm. But it's really the UK that has uh, negotiated that deal, mm. you know, and, and they have not looked uh, to the best interests of the Scottish fishermen over the years. Right, well, uh, as I say, you didn't need to answer any of that, but I appreciate you <laughs> playing <okay>. along. <laughs> uh, so, back to being a councillor. Uh, to you, what do you think are the most important issues in this this sort of area? In the area, I think uh, probably in certainly in Kenway, the the Sandy Braith uh, community centre under threat. The council is doing a, a bit of a cash grab uh, on uh, hall budgets, and and they're looking to close uh, uh, a lot of the community centres. Uh, it's ridiculous that you know a centre that uh, has boxing and crash and uh, a gym and keep fit and all the rest of it that goes on should be uh, shut down whereas a hall up on Leaven Road which only has one use for the for, I think for the scouts is it? Uh, yeah, the youth club. Or youth club, youth club, youth club, by, club yeah. sorry. Uh, which could could easily be uh, uh, relocated. Uh, I mean that, that where, where that hall is if that could be uh, taken down and made into a car park and to upgrade the facilities up at uh, the sports centre, mm. that that would be a, a much better use. What what are they actually going to do with the Sandy Bray centre? 
it's been so yeah. my, my sister uh, Andrea Rutherford is on uh, on, on the committee because she uses the uh, I think it's a keep fit she goes through so she's their representative one of the representatives on the Sandy Bray committee and the committee is thinking that the the council want the the land they want to knock down the, the school whether mm-hmm. that's true or not I don't know but yeah. I'm not sure that it's actually suitable for uh, development because yeah. there, there's no access uh, either at the back or or at the front the access is not ideal no. uh, so I'm not sure what, what they would actually do with that building but what they are doing and it's happening in, down in Leaving as well, Leaving Centre uh, are, are getting their, their budget cut as well and it's just about a cash, cash grab Leaving Mouth Centres have, have taken 50% of the savings that they need to make for the whole of Fife Mm-hmm. As, as far as the uh, community centres are concerned, fifty percent just from leaving mouth—that's uh, wrong. It's, it's got to be wrong. Yeah, you know it should it should be shared throughout Fife if there's going to be ah. uh, cuts and closures, and, and it, so it should be. Uh, it, it shouldn't all be on, or, or certainly half it shouldn't come from leaving mouth. Mm. They've already you know got the the uh, library cl- closures uh, through. And now they're, they're uh, looking to target the community halls. Is there a big call for libraries still? Because I think so, we, yeah. as far as I can see, uh, I, I would assume that libraries would be sort of falling behind a wee bit. No, I in, don't think in, so. In favour for internet or <clears throat> well, that's part of it. But the, you can go on the internet in the yeah. library. They're used a lot. Used a lot mm. by unemployed folk, I have to say. Yeah, that. Because uh, they, so, they can't afford access in their homes. Yeah. So they have to go along and do their job searches, uh, and we've spoke about the, the the sanctions that can be yeah. done if you don't do your job searches. Uh, so they a vital uh, a resource for them. But I think you know everything should be done to encourage kids along to uh, to to read. Reading is is a fantastic. Uh, uh, thing to teach your kids and it opens up all sorts of opportunities uh, I think there's other things going on, some of, certainly some of the bigger libraries, uh, there's mother and toddlers groups go along and, and get them introduced to reading uh, and over the years uh, I, I listened, there was a, a wee clip on a programme, it was one of the uh, folk through, I think it was North Ayrshire or someplace uh, and that was about a campaign and there was one poet came up, unfortunately, I can't remember his name, but it was on BBC Scotland uh, just the other day. You know, he says, if it hadn't been for the ability to go into the library and read mm-hmm. the books that he read, he would never have got into poetry, he would never have, he's now making a living at, at poetry. And mm-hmm. you can't just dismiss things like that. I mean, the, there's two things, isn't there? There's, there's the knowledge that you gain, but there's also the, the exposure to the arts, uh, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think libraries are, are uh, an excellent resource and should be uh, kept open. I think it's it's one of the things we forget that because we didn't go to the library, we've got the internet. We're yeah. really kind of do everything <coughs> in that sense that we kind of get to the point where we're like, yeah. do people still go? Well, like, no, uh, but my argument isn't that uh, I'm fine with libraries being called libraries, mm-hmm. but you could have a library. On a much smaller and cheaper scale. Nowadays, you've got ebooks. You could have a, an entire library on a few iPads. Oh, yeah. You you don't need to, how much I don't, I don't know how much a library costs, <laughs> but presumably you could you could uh, scale down libraries and still save money and still have libraries. You can still yeah. have a few computers in a yeah. in the a thing, small hall. The thing hall. I'd say about that is, first of all, a couple of things. Not everybody has, has access to a Kindle yeah. or a laptop. No, 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 I'm saying, but if, yeah. you, if you could scale down the building, you could have an entire library and a matter of a few iPads. Right, and folk mm. go along there. Aye. Right, okay, well, that, that, that is... Presumably what, that would that, save yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing as well is you have such a, a variety of uh, subjects. All right, you can get everything on the internet, but... Like I say, not everybody is comfortable on the internet. I mean, no. uh, the uh, folks still like to leaf through books and and going to the 
uh, reference section and look up censuses, uh, history of their, their town, mm. and they can do that in one, one visit sort of thing. A lot easier, maybe, for them than, than try to find things on the internet. Not everybody is internet savvy, yeah. even if they have access, they're, they're not always finding what they want. But I agree that, you know, but you you, you should look at uh, some way of marrying the, the two uh, mm. resources. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, making stuff up now at this point. <laughs> maybe over the course of a couple of decades, maybe sort of slowly moving libraries to online so that you could also push for programmes yeah. to learn how to use technology. The thing about that. that is there's also the social aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if you make everything available online, nobody's going to go out of their house. Nobody's going to go out and meet folk and uh, talk to folk. And uh, that is happening right now. You, you know yourself, a lot of the young folk, uh, sometimes you, you, they disappear mm-hmm. for, for weeks and, you know, you know, they've been on their computers Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. There's a great instance. You were at the youth club the other day. I used to work at the youth club. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about um, years ago, and uh, ten years ago, about ten That's years ago. Why, Jesus? Uh, we went up and there was maybe about three or four people there when we were in. Because yeah. when I was there, there was like maybe fifty at a time. Usually, <laughs> like most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just due to people. Well, it's not just gaming and stuff like that. But no, there's yeah. there's just a lot of people that they could do. Stuff in their house, did they need to go out and to yeah. do certain things like that? It's kind of disheartening. There, there, has to, there has to be an element in society where you try and encourage folk to, to come out and interact, and oh. even more so nowadays, to, to actually get folk out, get folk uh, talk to each other, uh, because that, that then kicks off all sorts of other discussions. And, and mm-hmm. I, I just feel you know, if you confine everybody to the house, the community spirit's gone, uh, mm-hmm. and and that's where where divisions come in. Uh, we're losing a lot of you know. There's not so much folk going to pubs during the week and stuff like that. It's still, still mm-hmm. a big drink culture in Scotland, yeah. of course. But understatement <laughs> 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 of the year. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of the social aspects of that have been lost as well. So. We can't keep cutting and cutting away and, mm. and pushing everybody back into their houses. We need, we need them to be out and about and uh, up the street uh, looking at their, their uh, uh, shop local, which is another thing, but uh, uh, look, going, going into the library, meeting, meeting folk. Uh, there is a lot of older folk. It's a, a big resource for older folk as well. Yeah. They, they love their, their books and uh, they tend, you know, it does can attend, I think, to be the older folk and the younger folk, but I still think a uh, vital resource, vital resource. So basically, my ideas are pish. That's entirely your right. right. So you had a bit of a rant the other day on Facebook about Colin Davidson. Oh right, yeah, yeah, about UCG uh, is a. Plan to, to ban to support any ban on UCG. Well, Aye. he's kind of missed the boat on that because uh, back in October, the Scottish government, you know, announced that they were blocking uh, UCG. Uh, this so may have been made in August. Well, it may have been. That was a bit prescient of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I doubt it would have been actually, but uh, the uh, yeah, the, the the Scottish government have got. Uh, they're they're using the planning uh, uh, planning system to block uh, the the develop, any development in UCG. Ultimately, of course, they, what they would like to do is get Westminster to ban issuing licences. Uh, once again, we're stuck with this thing where we're waiting on Westminster doing something. Meanwhile, we've got to do what we can. So the Scottish government have said unequivocally that they will block uh, the UCG through the plan process and they would like uh, Westminster to uh, stop issuing licences. I remember <coughs> uh, when th- there was a, a debate in Scottish Parliament about this. I mm-hmm. think it was about this. Uh, this is fracking. This is fracking, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Different uh, names yeah, yeah. all confusing that. So there was a Scottish Parliament debate on this, and I remember uh, Labour uh, voting for a ban 
and the SNP didn't, and the people that are normally on my side were talking about how the SNP will support fracking and all this. No, and I was yeah. I, I tried to explain to people they, they posted this article that was written by some expert, and they said that the expert said. Uh, that the S&P were in the wrong. But when you read the article, the guy said that there was a difference and if you supported a ban, you would need to go to court with it. And the S&P were supporting the moratorium in order to not need to go to court because if you go to court, you might lose. And if you lose, you've got fracking in Scotland. And this seemed to just be a political ploy by Labour in order to get the S&P on the back foot again. And it seemed... I don't know if it's worked or not. It It doesn't seem to have worked. What from whose point of view? From Labour's from Labour's point of view. You think so? I don't think it's. What? You don't think it is? No, 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 I don't think so either. No, I, I mean you've explained it just as well or, or better than, than I probably could have. Uh, that's probably. exactly what. what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't give them any. <laughs> just no, no credit where credit's due. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. We could you could take it through the courts, and we all know that that could stretch on. Forever, so the Scottish government have said they will block it through the planning pr- process. That's what they can do right now. Uh, what they want the uh, Westminster government uh, to do is to stop issuing licences, and uh, that's where we are at the moment. Uh, so I'm afraid Mr. Davison w- won't get any cho- any uh, chance to vote uh, for a ban. Uh, anytime soon but of course as an impartial podcast we'll give them the chance that it might have been printed <laughs> well yeah, yeah fair enough so that's that's fair enough for us uh, in your leaflet uh, there's a, a specific dig at uh, five Labour uh, Labour cannot be trusted is what it's <laughs> I, lo- what it I, I just love the fact that during your leaflet you, like, you had time just to really get get in at them. Well, they've got, right. they've got more fun than the Labour. They could oh, well, get better I don't know leaflets. about that. I don't know about that. You've got a better leaflet. Yeah, OK. And you've got a picture of Nicola Sturgeon, which is, <laughs> costs money, you I go. would imagine. So, uh, you were complaining about... Uh, complaining, like you're a woman. <laughs> about uh, the closures of schools and libraries across Fife. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. as a sceptic, mm-hmm. and as someone who wants to notice problems we had a look for school closures by SNP councils and they couldn't find any that was annoying <laughs> I was wanting one oh dear to be, to, to be, to be fair we Didn't had have a lot five of minutes to do it five, five, five minutes, five minutes so you might have got lucky there but we're only about five minutes, three articles so, so that, that's annoying so I've got none yeah. to pick you up I, there. I'll take your word for that <laughs> <laughs> we'll be checking yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah, you've got yeah. an email oh, definitely yeah uh, we'll have something ready for Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not here to defend yourself. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Uh, right, so, and this part, uh, so Labour promised to take responsibility for their decisions and not blame anyone else. The reality is that when things go well, Labour will turn up for the picture, for the paper, but when things don't go well, they just blame the Scottish Government, their partners and their own staff. Well, yeah, I, th- I think so, and and they, they ignore the... the the fact how well I I think obviously I think the Scottish government have been doing there's uh, there is a hundred million pound extra for education this year the NHS is actually the best NHS in the UK despite Mm -hmm. all the the you know folk take individual bad stories and blow it up the the overall picture is great I had one uh, a guy the other day yesterday in fact uh, I I put a leaflet through the door he was they weren't there and by the time I got round uh, the other side of the street, they'd arrived back in a car and they came running across. And he, he started off, oh, I've always been SNP, uh, but now uh, I, I don't think I will be voting this thing. I said, oh, why is that? He says, uh, the NHS. And he started off, and he was interspersing his bad story with his wife's good story. That's got to be and I, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't quite, I said, well, look, no organisation will get everything right. Mm. Yeah, let's, let's face it. The NHS is the best NHS in the UK at the moment. We are putting extra money in to train uh, extra nurses, uh, but we've we're got this barrage of uh, SNP bad stories uh, in, the, in the media and, and the, the, the press and the, the telly all the time, and folk are picking up on that. Mm. Uh, 
the NHS is in very good shape. We're putting extra money in, into education. We've got the new Leave Mouth Academy down there uh, with money for the Scottish Government. Uh, both schools were being replaced, so we've done that. We've got a, a nice modern uh, facility, uh, and hopefully it'll do the area great for... Uh, well, good, I've seen some videos. Right. It's much better than Buckhaven. Well, that's it, uh, and it's got a tie-up. Uh, with Fife College and, and the new uh, smaller energy park that's going up at New Edge, that's going to provide opportunities for apprenticeships. Mm. Uh, the apprenticeship scheme overall in Scotland has been been boosted. Uh, I think it's 25,000 off the top of my head. I'm not uh, 100% sure about it. I think it's 25,000 apprenticeships. We'll get you with that on as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can check my facts later. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I, I think we're doing well, and uh, yeah, Fife Labour have, they, they are the party in power on Fife Council, they go on about budget cuts, the, the Fife Council's budget was cut by six million, that sounds a lot, it is a lot of money I suppose, mm. but that's from a budget of over a billion, mm. so you know, you're talking about a tiny percentage. We've, we've managed to uh, freeze the council tax uh, o- over the past nine years. We are, have made moves now to take some uh, more money in from council tax uh, from the richest, from the, those with the, the higher value houses, to, and that money will be getting spent uh, uh, throughout Scotland, like I say, £100 million, uh, extra for, for education. So... I still think we're we're doing a, an excellent job, uh, and folk need to look past all the uh, the headlines and actually get get some of the facts. <clears throat> uh, I was going to talk about the NHS, but we've went past that topic. Now, right, so okay. <laughs> that's me. Uh, well, that's pretty much all I've got to grill you on. To be honest, <laughs> I don't really have much else. Uh, so <coughs> I guess we'll go on to why people should vote for you and not Colin Davidson. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just the fact that uh, I am, I'm, I know this area from top to bottom. I'm uh, born and bred here, I lived here virtually all my life, born uh, a few years in Edinburgh, six, seven years in Edinburgh. Uh, even then I was, you know, all my family was back here, uh, so I never lost touch at all. Uh, I've got a history of community involvement. Uh, I enjoy working with people over the past four years on the community council spoke to a lot of the public uh, had public meetings and all of the issues uh, from dog dog dirt to uh, <laughs> uh, dodgy well. street lights uh, so I know the things that bug folk uh, and I will work hard definitely work hard I, I, I like trying to I like to think uh, uh, protect the, the wee guy and the wee uh, gal in the street uh, to, I'll work hard to do that, we'll have re- regular uh, surgeries uh, of course and, and be contactable all the time, I've actually since I started the campaign uh, my contact details have, have been on the literature uh, and I've taken about 6 or 7 phone calls already, folk thinking that I can Right. do something for them so all right, all right. what I've done is take, take their details I can't I can help you on I, the 15th I, of December yeah well uh, uh, you know I've said that to them obviously but I've taken their details and passed them on to either David Alexander or, or Jenny Gilruth or Peter Grant mm. uh, to whoever was appropriate so uh, that's what I'll do I'll look after uh, the folk that uh, not just the folk that vote for me but everyone in the ward because uh, I do care about the world. I've virtually lived here all my life. All my family's here. Uh, and I'll uh, work hard at being a, a good councillor. Mm-hmm. So, would you be standing next year as well? In the... uh, I don't uh, know much about council by-elections and stuff. Well, is yeah, that... uh, this was just about the last opportunity. If it, if, if it went much later, if, the, if Ali hadn't, had resigned later than when he did... Uh, there wouldn't have been a by-election. It would have right. just went to the, the May council election. But this so will just go on until May? This will and then just go on until May and I'll have to stand Oh, again. Jesus. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it's quite a short but, time uh, well. I've enjoyed it it's been tremendous uh, speaking to a lot of folk on the doorstep uh, I've had a few laughs I haven't kissed any babies <laughs> but I've patted a lot of dogs <laughs> down <laughs> down please I've patted a lot of dogs everybody's got a dog these days I'm allergic to dogs so you don't have to worry <laughs> about right, that okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to Thursday and uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get a decent turnout traditionally these uh, by-elections are a bit low but uh, Hopefully we'll get a few out and let's hope the snow stays away. <laughs> <laughs> what, when, what do you think your chances are for this? Like you, you've been endorsed by Peter, uh, yeah. Jenny and Ali yourself actually. You've been John endorsed Swinney. by Ali. Yeah, yeah uh, John Swinney was here yesterday. I know SNP. Yeah, right. yeah uh, I know John from uh, a long time ago and mm-hmm. uh, I was glad to see him uh, come along and give me his support. Yeah, um, I... Um, some Are you confident, there Are you confident? To, to, uh, uh, live up to so uh, yeah likes of Peter Grant and, and Jenny I've worked, worked with him in, in the recent campaigns I've known Peter since uh, late 80s I've known him mm-hmm. uh, forever and uh, I'm looking forward to, to we're trying to get part of the team you know we're in the middle so, of trying to get a Peter on the podcast so if there's any and right, Jenny yeah. and Jenny as well well Jenny Jenny said if after oh you spoke to after her? New Year no, oh, well, not cool. Jenny but cool. Jenny's yeah agent agent yeah. so yeah, I, I'll, if you can I'll speak see, to Peter I'll and say the two guys are amazing I'll tell them you don't <laughs> just just uh, just be nice and we'll be cool just tell them to bring tea cakes and we'll be absolutely yeah, fine we'll just, be uh, no tea cakes because they're not Scottish that's right the fake nationalists sitting here well, What's the, 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 t- the thing is Shop the thing about these boycotts is the factory is still in, in Addington so oh. but the hate you know, no, well, the Tell you what, they could bring Quaker porridge oats. I like porridge. Like, I do like some porridge, porridge oats. It's <laughs> not so a weird thing to bring. Like, you bring biscuits, but bring porridge oats. That's fine. Is a that. tea cake a biscuit? Ah, well, that's a good. There's a good there's point. a debate. I didn't want to get into there. You, uh, you, you, I, mean, I think an online poll. It's more cream than anything else. They're only poll about yeah, if turn it's so. tea cake as a cake yeah. or a biscuit. Absolutely. <laughs> I reckon it's probably going to be. Well, they said on QI that the difference between a biscuit and a cake. Is that a cake goes hard and a biscuit goes soft? Right. Or there we have it. One of the two. Well, uh, tea, so, cakes, tea cakes yeah. go soft. Tea cakes go soft. So which one would that be again? I forgot which one uh, was that. That would be a biscuit. What did you say? That would be a biscuit. biscuit. No, yeah, right. yeah. It's a biscuit base with just marshmallow on it, so that's, that's a cake. Mm. It's not exactly crispy as a biscuit, so that's the thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a crumble. Short, it's a crumble uh, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. No shortbread, that's ridiculous. That's not cake. Craig. What are you talking yeah, about? Why you got a podcast if you didn't even come what a tea cake is? Idiot. Talking about tonics, oh, tea cakes. I forgot, totally forgot oh, about this question. Right, so this is just for me. This okay. is, most people probably won't care about this. But a thing that I've, that's got me really annoyed and disillusioned with politics lately has been political point scoring. We talked about it a wee bit with uh, Labour, yeah. uh, with the ban on fracking and stuff like that. So I've noticed, uh, for instance, the National done a bit on uh, this Peter Nuttall guy, or I think oh, the, right, the UK leader. Paul Nuttall, aye. About the fact they hate Scotland, and that was the only thing they played on. They didn't they talk about the fact right. that he was cl- against climate change and stuff like that. Yeah. I've seen councillors and MSPs yeah. and MPs and that play political games instead of actually answering with facts and talking about facts. You see it all the time on, yeah, yeah. on Westminster TV. Yeah. Is that something that you'd be willing to say mm-hmm. that you will not do? Because it's easy to be caught in a lie on this one. <laughs> but it's something that's... I, I feel like the way the system works just now, it's, it works in favour of people who know how to debate as opposed to people who know what the facts are. Yeah. And I think that's always going to end badly for people, mm. which is why we've got Tories in charge, which is why Labour went so right-wing. It's because you didn't need to be right, you just need to know how to debate. Yeah. And I think that's a painful, really annoying fact. Everything's on the media these days. Uh, I mean... I've certainly tried in my messages uh, messages to be positive. I always try to be positive and uh, promote a, a positive case for the area. I, I've done it a lot in, in leaving. A, a, you know, I don't see the point in knocking things down. It does inevitably creep into some of the campaign. You've just said, you know, I've slagged off five uh, Labour council. <laughs> inevitably, when it comes fact, to a though. contest... Oh, yeah. When it comes to a contest, you've got to. It's okay saying, you know, well done, well done. Some at one point you've got to, you mm. know, go for the jugular <laughs> if you like. So that's a no. 
Uh, I will. <laughs> I will always try to be positive. That's my favourite question. Now that's that's a good answer as well. That's a pretty good answer. That's not, well not a yes or a no. Right. So we've had a debate on Tunnets Tea Cakes. We've talked about politics. Uh, we've talked about why you should uh, be the councillor. Is there anything else you want to say before we go off air? Uh, off air. <laughs> not on. On a pre-recording. No, just uh, I hope folk come out and vote. That's uh, that's the main thing. Uh, please come out and vote. Don't let it be go down below twenty percent. I don't think it will. Uh, let's try and get above twenty five percent. That would be great to see uh, a bit higher level of interest. Uh, and that it's always nice to know that folk are engaged. But very difficult circumstances. Two weeks before Christmas. Might yeah. be snow on the ground, <laughs> who knows uh, what. But please come out and vote, uh, and I hope if you like what you've heard, then uh, vote for me. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you, Craig and Steve. Uh, thanks, man. Cheerio, bye. Okay. Thank you. Cheerio, bye.